Welcome to Feel Feelings with Danny and George, the show that talks about feelings and the things that make you feel them. You know what I think might be the, not, I don't want to say trash, I don't want to insult anybody, but nothing gets me more upset than a cheeseburger on bread. You know, that feels very much like that's what I did when I was growing up that like, I feel like I aged past it, but if I saw it now, I'd be like, Oh man, how did I get back here? Yeah. Like it's definitely a step back. If you move to it now, that being said, uh, in Connecticut near Yale, there is Louis lunch, which invented the hamburger sandwich, which is genuinely like a hamburger on white bread. Um, and that's like, a, a, a state food that is like one of our pride, pride and joys. Oh, um, is there more but, than just a hamburger on it? Nope. You can get like onions, I think, but if you ask for ketchup, they forcibly remove you from the establishment. Wow. Yeah. They don't fuck with ketchup on burgers there. And that's you strong arm your way into being a state staple. Yep. And they were like, this is us. I mean, Connecticut's got shit food. I the, mean, only one, the only Connecticut food I'm aware of is deep river chips. <laughs> yep. See, no, ours like are like how like Philly is the is like the 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 pork sandwich, you know, mm-hmm. or or the Philly cheesesteak if you're um, a peon. Yeah, or layman. pretzels or water ice or tasty yeah, cake. stuff yeah. like that. There's plenty of plenty of stuff. Um, Connecticut's is like hamburger sandwich, clam pizza. So I'm still stuck on this hamburger sandwich. Did they just invent something that already existed? Basically, no, they just changed no, the bread on a sandwich or on a hamburger I, and called it a sandwich. I think this is pre-bun. The place has been around forever. Okay, so they, they were first. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, and and then they would start putting it on rolls and buns and stuff. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, the hamburger sandwich uh, is like hamburger meat. Hamburger. You ever see that guy? No an old uh def jam comic he uh accent accentuated every punchline with hamburger wow that's great and believe it or not his nickname was hamburger i forget what his actual name is but it's, it's something hamburger less than neil so you, hamburger right? you can find him no no not neil hamburger yeah that's different according to connecticut congresswoman rosa delauro the hamburger a ground meat patty between two slices of bread was first created in america in 1900 by louis lassen a danish immigrant owner of louis lunch in new haven connecticut i like that a, a senator had to uh or a congressperson had to be the one to say that happened i feel like i could just be like according to dan getz philadelphia comedian i invented pizza you could do that just do it. Say it right now. Be I did. bold. Be bold. I stand by it. I invented pizza. Wow. According to Dan Guts, Philadelphia comedian. It's a pleasure to meet you, sir. Yeah, I am uh, much more known than I should food. be. Or much less known than I should be. Honestly, it's a shame. Uh, but yeah, that's where the hamburger sandwich came from. But that's where we got. And then like clam pizza. Put clams on pizza. Wow. I, and uh, white pizza. I used to have a joke about it. How like... Even Connecticut's food is racist. Yeah. It's like they invented white pizza. I used to love white pizza. And then I all love of a sudden, white slice. I 
don't anymore. Really? I mean, I'm aging into new taste buds, like pretty rapidly right now. I love banana shit. It's my thing. Banana shit. I, I, I love, I love a banana flavor now. I don't know. Casey I don't know where, banana. why, when I didn't before, but in the last like six months, it's like all I want. Wow. That's pretty impressive. I feel like you're, you're growing as a human. Yeah. When I, when I hit on that, I was like, Oh boy. Like I have a whole lot of new things to explore. That is pretty cool. You know who I, uh, I haven't changed my opinion on? Rachel Fogletta. Rachel Fogletta, our guest yeah, this week. Our fantastic guest this week. Rachel Fogletta. such a Rachel Fogletta fan. Been consistently fantastic the entire time I've known her. She's great. Uh, and that's what we have this week. And I think that's a lot of fun. Um, she, I feel like this episode is a good comic conversation episode. Like we make each other laugh a little bit, but it's a lot of like the inner workings and the bowels yeah. of it all. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we have we have Rachel Fogletto. You can see her if you're listening to this right away. You can see her on the 29th at the Attic Brewing Company, which is an awesome show, awesome venue. If you're around on the 29th, go check that out. You can find her on uh, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Rachel Fogletto, just like you see in the show info. Uh, her website www.rachelfogletto.com and if you're looking for some Rachel Fogletto merch you can go to teespring.com Rachel hyphen Fogletto it looks like oh pot on burgers should be on buns Rachel how are you <laughs> oh my god uh <laughs> I just have been having a crazy day for like the past three months. Um, but <laughs> so we, we, I, I, I didn't ask you about your day before you said you had a crazy day, but I wanted to save it for now. What, what was the, the craziness of your day? Um, okay. So the, okay. It was just a lot of busyness from what is hopefully going to be the conclusion of an insane. I don't know if you follow me on social medias, but I had kind of an insane ex-landlord situation yes. that I moved out of yes. and um I, with feel my free to explain it as much as you feel comfortable explaining because yeah I feel like I like so I feel like any I feel like I've said it so many times I feel like people might be tired of hearing about it, but the summary the very very abridged summary is that um our landlord uh decided to replace the front of the house that we rent we're renting from him like while we lived in it and you were there and forever yes we you were there, there for a very years. long time like mm -hmm. before i was friends with you i was friends with mike and i was there like way way back when mm -hmm. and um like you know he was that kind of landlord was like pretty fine but like we had a leak in our ceiling like the whole time i lived there and he would yeah. do something about it but what he would do was like try to figure it out and then not figure it out and then yeah. patch get up, up on the ladder and stare at it yeah like on the roof and be like i don't know and get somebody else to look at it and they don't know and then it doesn't happen for like six months and then it rains real hard and then it does and then yeah. we go through I'm, that again I'm familiar <laughs> so like that but it was like cheaper and okay and then but the whole replacing the wall thing was supposed to be like two weeks and they built like a partition wall so we would be separated from the construction but guess what uh spoiler alert it doesn't really, you really can't live that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Cut your house in half and you're just lucky that there's inside anymore. Yeah. It, it, yeah. At one point I 
It was on my TikTok, actually. I, I think it's just friends now because I was trying to find like a new, we were trying to find a new place to live and you don't look like yeah. a crazy ex, even though it's really your, you know, it's not you that's crazy, but you look crazy. But I was putting like, I was documenting like, they removed the steps when they were demolishing the front of the house. And then we just, at one point we had like a plank of wood, like literally propped up into the entryway that wow. we were like walking up and down to get in and out of the house. Wow. That's, that's wild. Mm -hmm. It's like, how far will you go to just not help out the person that you is living in your property? You know, like so what I think is, I mean, everybody was like, he should have like put you up in a hotel or something. Mm -hmm. And basically by the time he was like, I'll reimburse you for an Airbnb because we had like two cats. Like we couldn't get any place last minute. Like, and this was like halfway through it. And then we just decided to like tough it out. But then it just got so crazy. Um, I won't even get into how crazy, yeah. but we moved. And now long story short, he's hasn't given us our security deposit. So well, I yeah, you the left that giant the house. hole. Yeah, you're the one <laughs> with the giant hole in the front of your house. That's got to be your fault. Yeah. <laughs> it, well, the funny thing is, he did take this back, but um, he tried to say when we asked about the security deposit after we moved out, he was like, "Well, I have to get back to you because I look like he was talking about cat damages, like on the rug." <laughs> but the rug is like, um, Dan, you've been in the house. I may have been yeah. a while, but yeah. it's like three, there's like three different rugs. Like they're all different shades of like green, like one lines, the step is different. The living room's different. They're all different blues and greens. And they're probably like as old as me. When I walked in there, I blame the cats for that. <laughs> Honestly, he left like three feet of like, like, like three feet of the rug was outside for like two to three weeks, like in the rain. <laughs> So I was like, okay, like it, it really the feels the, the more and more I learn like the little details of this, it really feels like he just decided one day to do it. That like, there was no preparation that he was just like, ah, I'm done with the front of this house. No, he there were bricks falling out of the front like two, three years ago, and he was talking about doing it. And he just couldn't get a contractor and he couldn't nail down at a contractor. And he finally got one. Like, and he let us know, gave us like a week notice. Um, same way he just <laughs> couldn't enough. get a roofer, can't get somebody to find out what's wrong with the ceiling. So I, we are um, taking action. So I was doing a lot of running around today. Gotcha. That. So hopefully, um, you know. It seems like a, a common trend within comedians that have like landlords that don't do much. Um, only because I lived at, an apartment in South Philly that we were walking. Dan, I think you were with me at that point. We were walking around and then uh, Alyssa Al Duki said oh, that yes, yes. Like, they lived in the house next to mine mm -hmm. 10 years prior or like five years prior. Before. Yeah. Okay. Um, and they were saying that like the back of the wall was separating from the house so you could see Ooh. outside the back wall. Oh um, yeah, and oh. Uh, and just that the only reason why like it's the only thing that they know is resolved is that it's not their problem anymore because they left. Yeah, <laughs> that's basically the way I feel about that. It's like yeah. I I don't know who there was um a woman a couple doors down from me who like last year her mom kept 
sending her birthday cards to our address, but they were like addressed to her. So I found her on Facebook. It was a whole thing. So I <laughs> gave them to her and then she brought me cake. It was really nice. Oh. But I, when I went to vote, like a few days before we were about to move, she recognized me and she's like, oh yeah, you, you used to live, remember you're getting birthday cards. I'm like, yeah. And she's like, did you, she goes, I said, yeah, but we're about to move, but we live there now. She goes, oh yeah, as long as you move there now, you, you live there now, you can vote. And she goes, oh, so what made you decide to move? And I said, do you remember like a couple of weeks ago, there was that construction? She goes, you didn't live in there while that was going on. And I said, oh yes, we did. And she was like, me and my husband or fiance, whatever she said, she was like, we were like, surely no one can be living in there while they're yeah. doing all that. It seems like an impossible thing to live through yeah. and that some compensation might be deserved for something like that. Wow, that is rough. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like, well, it's we're out of it now, but it's just the annoying, it's like the time suck. Like, that's the thing is he took so much time for me. I wish I could sue him for that, but I yeah. think it's like the security deposit is just uh yeah and the, the the extra like emotionally taxing part of like still having to be attached to a place after you left is like no nah, like I, i'm done i like wipe the slate clean but i'm still like tethered to it in a way yeah my, my therapist was like i'll write you a letter that says it like was emotionally damaging i mean because it was yeah like <laughs> For sure. And I have documented ADD and I had to work during construction from home. So I was like, you know, wow. yeah. all these. Yeah. They're, yeah. If I like, if I like probably could afford like a super duper, well, I'm sure there's some super duper like lawyer that could, you know. Well, if you're out there and you're a super duper lawyer. <laughs> that, that qualification, exactly. Super yeah. duper. That needs to already be on your business card. You yeah. can't, you can't go at it say, now and print new ones. If it does not say super duper lawyer and like they feel old, you know, like they've been yeah. in a wallet for a minute, get the fuck out of here. You know, weirdly, you. I'm just picturing Grover showing up. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime someone mentions a lawyer, I think of two separate lawyers from my childhood when one of them just died, which is sad. Oh. Uh, one was that you guys get because Philly is different. Two lawyers from your childhood? I have two lawyers from my childhood. What kind of childhood did you have? I was like their of, mom and dad no. in front of in front of a lot of TV when I should have been doing homework. There was uh, on Long Island, New York area, and in New Jersey too. So you get to see signs for him still. It was Salino and Barnes. Did you guys have oh, Salino and Barnes yeah. commercials? And then Barnes, and Barnes died, so now it's the Salino Group. Uh -huh. Oh, I, I didn't notice the change. Barnes died in a helicopter accident. Oh, oh. Uh, yeah. And and so now all the signs in New York City say Salino Group. And you're like, what the fuck? Wow. <laughs> I mean, uh, and then there was yeah. another one who was an injury lawyer and uh, she had these commercials. I think she got sued. I looked it up a couple years back and I think she got sued for some issue. Um, but she was this like woman, she was standing in front of a big library. Anyone in like the Southeast Connecticut area might remember these commercials, but it was a woman. Her name was Ronnie Deutsch. And she said it I know like Ronnie that. Deutsch too. Yeah, she said it like that oh. in the commercials. So she'd be like, she'd like close the book and be like, hi, I'm Ronnie Deutsch. It was just so hard hitting. The German, <laughs> we I guess? It gotta be, but like the way she pronounced it with like this, it was it was like a New York maybe accent or something. Just the way that she hit the doit on it, uh, <laughs> it was what we would say like when we were kids running around a mall. 
like we would steal shit from the mall and be like, hi, I'm Ronnie Deutsch. And then run. <laughs> it was our You're getting Ronnie Deutsch in so much trouble. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's fine. She's already in prison. That's why that's why she um, got in trouble. Exactly. Let's spin kids. this wheel and I'm going to see the, the, the story of Ronnie Deutsch. Are we ready to spin the wheel? All right. Let's spin the wheel. And we got gratified. Hooray, gratified. I literally thought you were going to pull up this commercial with this Deutsche lady. <laughs> I honestly, I, I, I don't feel gratified right now. I feel disappointed. You know, <laughs> since we did, we, we landed on gratified, I can pull this up real quick and we can play a little Ronnie Deutsch on, uh, on the show here. Please. I just want to be fulfilled with something. <laughs> Hi, I'm Ronnie Deutsch. Do you owe more than $10,000 to the IRS? Then listen carefully. You may be able to save thousands of dollars because right now there are special government tax programs available for people like you. Call now. Okay. No, so okay. So first who's I your thought, tax lady? Go ahead. <laughs> it sounds like she's trying to cover up some like big accent, like big annoying accent. Um, and I mean by big annoying accent from like Jersey. Mm -hmm. However, the part I never realized about Ronnie Deutsch is that the little caption at the bottom that is Ronnie Deutsch is a paid spokesman that she is not a tax lady. She's just telling you to use these tax services. I'm on her Wikipedia right now and she's from Southern California. So what accent she is was that? putting it on then. <laughs> yeah. She oh was God. at the age of 11. She was the first girl in California to play in an all boys little league team. You know, that sounds like Ronnie Deutsch. Deutsch obtained a bachelor of arts in pre-law and ethnic studies from the university of California, Berkeley. Hmm. I'm I'm fascinated, honestly. Right. Like I, this I, is deep dive material. We gotta get. I'm legit impressed by both of those things. And I, I thought this lady would be pure novelty. Uh, so not only did when she, when like lawsuits were being hurled at her, she blamed Jerry Brown of, uh, the governor, the governor of dead Kennedy's song fame. Yes. Uh, and <laughs> a court in California froze all the assets of Ronnie Deutsch, the tax lady, as she was known, uh, or the tax lady, as she was known, uh, and her company was sued for $34 million <laughs> by several attorneys. Wow. Damn. That, that would be insane if the IRS was just like, no, she's on to us, get her. And like, that's why she's coming back. <laughs> uh, the, as of July 27th, 2017, Deutsch has been disbarred by the California State Bar in a default proceeding. Damn. Wow. Good thing I didn't call her. <laughs> so anyway, Rachel, now that we've learned all this information, what, what makes you feel gratified aside from your new knowledge of Ronnie Deutsch? I mean, I just wish I could like see the Yelp reviews like before all that <laughs> yeah, right? happens, like what they were like. Like, like especially like pre, when was that? That was like before it, it looked like 2011, all that happened. So yeah, they would be like they would be like fresh Yelp, like when Yelp was like yeah. still pretty. Before it was co-opted by like internet assholes. Yeah. Oh, I feel like that was like it's I mean, I feel like 
wasn't it always kind of by internet assholes i mean like the greg guthers of the world who just turned it into a bit mm. oh like the ironic assholes. yeah yeah got it got it got it yeah for sure yeah like, they, I they want, meant their reviews yeah i like yeah i want like some authentic reviews like yeah I want spelling mistakes. I want, yeah. I want, yeah. I want, yeah. I want like very bad and like a one star. <laughs> yeah. Like those are my favorite. There are just like two words. Yeah, and three of those letters are capital, and you can't figure out why any of them are. Yeah, Quora levels of bad. That's what I want. <laughs> Yo, what is that? Because I get their emails and I don't remember signing up for it. Oh, and it they closed like- down, so I don't know what you're getting. Yeah, I still get that's the Q U O R A. Yeah. It was like an answer to them. oh wait, no, maybe Yahoo Answers closed down. No, no I get Cora Cora also emails got... like once a week and it'll be whatever I Google search. Just fucking <laughs> it's a fucking snitch. I don't like oh, that yeah. at all. You know who else is a snitch? TikTok. I sent I oh, sent yeah. Casey something that I thought was funny. It was like a inter- like a couple being inappropriate with each other, like vulgar. Like, like max, max vulgarity. Like being rude. No, not like, I think they referred to sex as like uh, smashing pissers or something. So- Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> Are you like British? Yes. I don't know. If no, they were just, they were just trash. <laughs> but, but I said that and I wrote smash pissers <laughs> and TikTok blocked it and said, you can't use that kind of language. And I was like, this is a yeah, private message. You can't type out a whole curse word. I've had shit taken down. If you type it, you have to put a little star. You oh can God. say, you can't. No, it's so weird. It, it's yeah. it's totally, and they're also racist too because like they'll let white people post all kinds of inappropriate stuff, but like like black girls will like post themselves in like a selfie bikini picture and they'll take it down for like nudity and yep. inappropriate content. And, and a lot of people too, when they are, like I don't want to say doxing because it is not that extreme, but what like there's a guy on TikTok. He just stopped uh, on TikTok because he would find these people that would say like horrible racist shit or like try to make their point, um, and then he would explain why that point is wrong. I would say in a political debate, fairly tamely, um, maybe a little bit not professional, but um, in layman's terms, pretty pretty well done, uh, and they would just take the video down and block it for bullying. Mm-hmm. They would just say it's bullying. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, all these other people, they, their videos are still up that he's referencing to. That's what they do. And then they take down the people that are exposing it. Yeah. And they'll say that that's, that's what it is. It's so, it's so fucked up. That whole, um, that insurrection, you know, that whole insurrection that happened. When was that? When was that? Heard about um, it, I think. You know, it, I think it was like a couple weeks ago oh, okay. or, you know, something like that but uh before i learned that that was going to happen from tiktok uh-huh because yeah, people were yeah. talking about it on tiktok that's and i had just i mean it was still like pandemic-y so like i spent a lot of time on tiktok and i started just following a lot of like activist people and they were like they were reposting all these like white supremacists talking about january 6th and all this stuff and what they were going to do and like a lot of like they weren't official. I'm not gonna say official like BLM activists, but people in support were like, "Don't go. These people are they. They're like talking about like real violence here. This isn't, and they want to kind of like drag other people into it, make you look like it's you. So like, 
I knew something fucked up. Like they were talking about doing something fucked up. That's why when, when it was like, at first they were like, Oh, the FBI didn't know. And I'm like, how do I, I learned it on TikTok. Yeah. I knew something was going to happen yeah. on TikTok. So I, I don't know it. how y'all didn't know. Yeah. I knew it from the kids app. I don't know how the government <laughs> isn't monitoring this app. Especially after like the, uh, the Trump event where they bought out all the tickets and they basically talked to an empty crowd. Love that. As soon as that happens, like the whole app just has to be on their radar. Like they have to know at that point, they can't ignore it. Mm -hmm. Any social media, there's no way they're not. I mean, they are, that's the I mean, They are, they're spying on. Yeah. They're watching everything. Oh yeah. Like the fact that I watched one where if you do enough filters on the app, it creates a blur across your face and you have to clear the cache of videos that you've seen in order to remove the blur but Mm. it's crazy to me that like with every if if it's leaving i guess residual data on top of your face every time you log on with a face uh front camera that must mean they're logging your face in some way to know that it's there like no more than your phone does to register to open up the app. But if you look at TikTok and you've used a ton of like beauty apps or something on it, or like fun filters or like a blink thing where it changes a thing above your head, it creates a blur over your face and you can see which people have used those for the longest without clearing their cash. Cause they have like a beauty oh, filter. Other on. people's. Yeah. It's other oh, people's. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, yeah. It's like the wow. more you flip through it, you, the more you see like kind of blurry faced, people oh i don't like that at and it's all. not and it's not like it clears up their skin it's not like a beauty cover thing it's just that they've used it so often that it creates this blur on oh, their no. face yeah, yeah i don't like that well i mean but they all but i mean like facebook does that shit like it'll yeah. know that a picture is of me oh when it auto tags yeah i don't i don't like the auto tag probably 10 15 years ago there was a pete holmes joke where he was like i think the government invented facebook just so they could get all our information and we give it to them willingly like uh, don't give me my uh don't, like the, the joke set up, I forget what it was, but it was like, oh, tag all my friends, all my friends that I know. Of course mm-hmm. I'll do that. This is Jason. He sells weed. Like he just <laughs> tags the people for them and it registers their face now. Yeah, it's this is all making me feel gratified that yeah, I don't how do you feel about that, that much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, sorry to bring down the gratified. Let's, let's. No, I, no I'm, I'm with you 100%. Honestly, like I'm getting so I use Facebook because it's like people are still on it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's still a way to get connected or whatever. It's, it's funny too that like Facebook has become a thing where even to this day, with everything coming out about social media in general, if you go up to someone and say, Oh, what's your Facebook or what's your Instagram? And you go, Oh, I don't have one. Uh oh, yeah, still, you're the weirdo. Yeah. Yeah, you're the weirdo. Facebook's not well Facebook is like for old people so I mean yeah. younger kids don't really have it or if they have it it's just to like I don't know hang out with their old older yeah. friends I don't it's know their comedy shows. It. yeah it's it's become a, a like a marketplace they're not like like a like a mm. community for people like us that are like into comedy going out there doing it and like you can connect with people that way and that's how we know each other that's how we reach out without Dan telling me that the show is live I don't know to go to Facebook to this link. Like I use yeah, Facebook yeah. to get to this link um, to do the show. But, mm. you know, I have people reaching out for shows and stuff through Facebook. Same. Yeah. So I keep it because yeah. I still get a significant amount of bookings mm-hmm. 
I, I don't prefer it. I'd rather an email, but I'm not going to say no if I want to do it. I got a, a thick from a guy that wanted me to do his show, but he didn't change the template. So it said, hey, Eric, would you be interested <laughs> in this show? <laughs> Always friends with you, Rachel. <laughs> He's friends he, with five comedians. <laughs> that's how Facebook stirs the pot because, yep. and I think I probably, because sometimes like if somebody looks like they might be familiar, I'm like, I don't remember faces ever. So I, I'm like, okay, maybe I'm at, and I'll just, I kind of, I don't know how I decide. Sometimes I do. Sometimes if they look like they're somewhat in my circle, maybe I do. And mm -hmm. then I get people messaging me like, who is this? And I'm just oh, like, yeah. I don't know. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, yeah. I'll, I'll do the same thing. If someone, a lot of people will like, especially when I was doing Raven, a lot of people would just like send a friend group or like friend, friend request, but they'd have a bunch of comedians. So I'm like, okay, they probably need like this showtime or something cool i'll add them but then sometimes it's like if it's no it used to be if you were friends with comedians i didn't care how much maybe you're just starting out and you send me a friend request i'd add you uh but now it's like if you have more than 15 then i might consider it but if it's like three people it could be like you know a bot that added a bunch of people from a mutual friend and then it looks like they're just doing it like it, it takes but a special on the skill flip side if they have a shit ton of mutual friends it could be an old school bot it could be, or a, like mm -hmm. it could be somebody from because i have this ongoing thing now like i did that like around the year 2015 2014 i would just friend anybody who had mutual comedian friends for the same thing i'm like could be booking could be travel like you know connections and stuff so i'll just add anybody that had a lot of mutual friends or looked like they were related to comedy and what happens when you do that is years later sometimes even after they've been lost in your algorithms for you know years and years then all of a sudden one day facebook will just show you like 10 of their posts and they're all racist or homophobic and awful and yeah. you're like who the fuck is this person Why yeah, how did you friends? get here yeah. yeah and then people in 2015 year i always go and look and i look at our friendship history and it's like 2000 motherfucking year and then you have these <laughs> people like we're mutual friends with this piece of shit and i'm like okay yeah there was a point in time where i friended a lot of people so yeah. i don't know what to tell you because i'm I, trying to work like i'm trying to work i'm trying to get out there and do stuff don't yeah yell at me kind of thing let's see what's that good guy's name that pops up good guy good guy bad guy i don't know people make fun of him all the time he's kind of a racist shithead uh, who are we talking oh about? oh wow i never i never met Oh. I was at South House yesterday and they were like lamenting the fact that they never met this guy. And I was like, you're okay. Oh, you're, yeah. you, don't. You're, no. you don't. His time came and went. It <laughs> was what it was. You would you say you have it. would you say you have gratitude or feel gratified that this <laughs> is not around anymore? I feel gratified for like moments like that in the past that were of the time and they don't need to be revisited. Like when somebody, <laughs> like, I think there's a time there's like pieces of shit in comedy, like, or just like these, I don't care. I, I, I don't give a shit what I say about that person, but like, there's these people like, you know, they, they come around and then they have their time when they're around. And if they try to come back like five years later, it's like, no, you were a troll then, but yeah. nobody has time for that anymore. Like it's Was funny it, to talk about you, but we definitely don't want you here. Yeah, that, that's the biggest bummer because like 
there's people like that who are always like, you don't like me because my jokes aren't your type of joke. It's like, no, I don't like you for everything you do when you're not on stage. I don't mm-hmm. really care all that much. Like, obviously, there's some things that are too and far for me. a lot of what me. you do on stage. Yeah. I mean, I, I've only added. seen him at Philly's Funniest, so it's always like a weird kind of control. I hate you controlling himself, but also hating the room and also like, fuck everybody for not laughing at me. And like, I, I've seen, I, I hosted an open mic for four years or whatever. I've seen tons of that. So like that stuff doesn't bother me. It's when you get off stage and you carry that with you that mm-hmm. I'm like, no. Like, well, I feel like, like when you try to threaten and intimidate people because you get put up late or yeah. you like post about female comics like publicly and with craziness, like, yeah, that, yeah. You say what you want to say on stage for the most part. Yeah, I, I don't mind whatever. aggression as a bit. It's aggression as real life that I'm like, no, fuck off. Like I don't Sorry. I don't I need just, you around. <laughs> I had a I had a flooded flashback to another comedian. I feel like very similar to this. Okay. <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I know that like you were gratified that like we don't have to talk about this again, but that just came flooding back. I'm so sorry. <laughs> we're cutting out names. Are we cutting out names? We can absolutely. Particularly care. I would just want to have an idea of yeah. Don't worry. What, we edit this part. out there. Uh huh. Yeah, the the handful of people that I was talking to at South House yesterday will know who I was talking about, but <laughs> most people won't. Oh, comedy's fun. It's so funny that like we have all run rooms and it feel like you two survived much longer than I did running a room. I never ran a mic though. That's no. like that's like a battle. Yeah. I never wanted to because I didn't yeah. want to deal. I only wanted to do shows where I knew who was going to be on stage. Yeah, that's fair. I, I think a part of me as a younger comedian came into it when like people because this is what I was gonna talk about. We'll get it to it later. But like I uh I like I, I felt that I needed to say yes to everything without thinking about what it meant. I just saw the like, I need to do this so I can get the respect of like, wow, he's doing this this early. And oh, sure, I think yeah. that was a mistake. Just because I like the fact that you ran one for four years and Rachel, you run shows. But again, you have that control where like you don't have to put up with this. But I guess you do have a portion of it. And tell me if I'm wrong, where it's running shows and then people constantly reach out like oh put me on this i'm super funny like oh i'll be great at this you're like please no i know what i'm doing you know what i mean yeah that's that's a constant yeah i and i feel i mean there's a lot of overlap for sure like Mm -hmm. i mean i do think when you're new you do i mean you don't have to do anything you don't want to do but you do kind of have to say yes to almost everything of course like not you know something that would make you literally unsafe or you know that like something ridiculous but yeah like I would say you kind of do, um, you know, running a show does help. Mm-hmm. It helps you network. It does give you a thing that people want. So all those things are real. Um, I just, just my, I started doing a show because I honestly, like I've been doing comedy maybe like nine months or so when I started doing comedy but like my, issue was similar it was like I just wasn't getting I don't think I was like my style was liked that Mm -hmm. I just wasn't getting stuff I wasn't getting stuff and then like it that's long enough to see like other newer people come in and like get stuff ahead of you and just still be 
going up late and you know the whole thing so i was like yeah. i'm gonna make my own show and also like then that was about oh god i hate them about to say it. it was like around 2012 when i started so the popular lineups were like two different kinds of like white dude lineups there was like the broy white dude lineups mm-hmm. and then there was like the awkward ironic white dude lineups so there yeah. was like those two types of comedy which i don't have a problem with either but like if that's this whole show yeah, that's the whole thing how am i supposed to find my own footing yeah in a scene like that but i like your like your go at it where it was like if no one if nothing's happening for me then i'm gonna make the opportunity myself and that shows like the drive of someone that wants it it's not that you're not funny clearly you're incredibly funny and the fact that you were like, I know my own worth, so I'm going to go make my own thing shows like what I think a lot of people miss out on when they first start out. They are like, why am I not getting booked? I was like, why aren't you booking yourself? You it's, know? And it's a good exercise because then you learn how much work yeah. putting together a show is. And yeah. I've always yeah. admired and respected like people who ran mics because it's important to have mics. But I would know, ne- I just don't have the capacity for like, that yeah like not and then it's like because it's literally like anybody goes up and then i mean i did it for a little i like i did the nacho thing for a little while but that was like super casual like that was not yeah, I, mean, I mean i did i did puck and doylestown and like that's like the definition of a casual mic like it, it was a lot of the same people for three and a half four years or whatever it was that i was there and then running it maybe that's where my experience differs is just because i went from running a show that up someone had headed up mostly like figuring out all the financials and the and the breakdown of what should happen and i kind of went along for a ride and helped where i could to learn the trade of setting up a show but then with open mics my first open mic i'm helping run technically is raven and raven has this whole thing behind it this this uh history behind it that like you owe it to this to do it and um i don't know it's different Hi. yeah raven is its own yeah. thing for sure i mean that's what i i mean that was my first mic that was yeah. where i started yep and to jump into that and with everyone telling you like oh yeah you gotta like this is so important it's the longest running philly open mic like it is but maybe not for someone as green as i was <laughs> you know oh yeah it's it's rough like i've you know signed up early and then been up at the end but that would have i mean it's like so you go to other mics that aren't run that way but in the ones that were like not the not in order mics were not a fan of me until i established myself Mm -hmm. and i don't really have a problem saying that because i mean it's true yeah it's how they're Um, run technically so we need to take a break but i want to i want to ask you when we come back about oh fuck we didn't talk about gratitude at all or gratitude? <laughs> gratified yeah i have we'll gratitude in my out. head because that's like an instagram thing or whatever yeah because like, we'll figure it I, out <laughs> I, I imagine there's a lot of a lot of like a gratification to basically what you're saying is like this scene did not want you to be part of it and you were just like no i am part of it and be now, gratifying when we actually talk about gratifying yeah we will not play ronnie deutsch commercials when we come back from break <laughs> <laughs> Hold up. 
If Elvis and Buddy Holly are the Cain and Abel of rock and roll, Bruce Springsteen and Zachariah, Iggy Pop is Methuselah, of course, Neil Young is the wise prophet Ezekiel, what does that make Get in the Garage? Well, I think that makes Get in the Garage the one-stop shop for all know-how, history, countdowns, disagreements, agreements, and pretty much everything that you want you, you want to hear about music. Get in the Garage. Get in the Garage. A music program from the Wasted Robot Network. I was just learning to love. And we're back. And we're back. <laughs> TikTok has diagnosed me with ADD. And I know that's not a fair thing to say, but I feel like I'm on a neurodivergent TikTok world. And uh, a lot of these fit I my experience. I hope you watched my video because that's who, that's where I got my viral that is was uh, exactly ADHD what TikTok. Yeah. 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 I think, I think I was like, oh, Rachel, hell yeah. I'm gonna I like love that. ADHD TikTok. I feel that's like great. connected with everybody on there. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh my God, that's me too. <laughs> I feel like there's something inherent in the TikTok structure that is like set up to appeal to that crowd specifically. Mm -hmm. Very much so. But let's talk about gratification. <laughs> well, I felt like a dickhead because I was like, the only thing that I could think of grat gratified is like, like a great set. Like, right? Well, if that's that's fantastic. Like, sex, like either one, like either coming or like a good set. It's, it's similar endorphins, just a different part. Yeah. <laughs> Right. I'm not no, they're perfect. Because like, I think of, like, I said gratitude because like gratitude is like more serious. That's like more like, um, yeah, it's a, it's a humbling. <laughs> yeah. But gratified to me is like that fulfilled, like that high. Yeah. Like you said, endorphins, like, mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's more acknowledging like the verb that caused it where like gratitude is all about you and what you're putting out to the world or how you're reacting to what the world is giving you or whatever. Mm -hmm. But like gratified is like that did it for me. Yeah, that those are the two. I mean, that's perfect too. To be honest, like they both are at the height of like what I think that comes down to. To be honest, like, like coming was like my top, uh -huh. you know. But like once I started doing con that feeling that when you have like a perfect set. Mm -hmm. I don't think any, like, I mean, I'm not comparing it to, I can't compare it to coming because it's just too, but it's like, the, yeah. it's like the same. I'm just like, not. Different fruits, same yeah. bowl. They're, they're too far apart to like look at together and really compare, but they're such major highs that it's like, like, that's the thing they have in common. It's mm -hmm. like, like they are well, just the such a massively release. positive feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Like, especially the set thing, not to, roll it back to comedy because uh you know my grandma might listen to the show but who knows she doesn't oh, sorry work. grandma no no she's fine she's she's done it before she's uh, had kids she's had kids uh <laughs> i hope and hopefully she's come yeah hopefully um, i can't say those words but thank you rachel for saying those words for me <laughs> i can't have that audio clip of me saying that <laughs> i hope everyone's grandma came <laughs> But stand up, like, especially like the first time you just get up there and you've slogged for months and months and months and you're just trying to figure out what works on stage and who you are as a comedian. And then finally, one day it just fucking works for like some weird mm -hmm. combination of things in the atmosphere worked out where you just kill it. And it's for all your friends. 
Like it's, it's sometimes some of the best shows too is like, it's not even like up in front of people. It's okay. It's a bunch of comedians and this is for them. And this is for their moment. And I think that's part of it too, is that it's a solitary moment. It's just like, this is it. And I can look back at that moment and say, this was one of the best feelings that I felt like I earned it, you know? Yeah. There is something massively positive about like, I mean, comedy or not, but like having a moment like that where you get to like remind your friends why you're friends in the first place. Mm. And like with, with comedy, you have like, oh, that person made me laugh. So like, I want to be friends with them. And like, you can remind them of that in that moment. It feels really cool. Yeah. Like I think, um, I might be a little bit different. Like I understand how, um, it can feel like, I know, like when you can actually make it, cause like, I feel like most comics, like I know I'm in my head when I'm listening to sets. So like, I might think it's funny, but I might not laugh. Yeah. I like, almost never make comics laugh. I want to point that. <laughs> no, it's hard to do. And so I understand the, like how when you can get a bunch of comics to laugh, it can be satisfying, but I wouldn't feel gratified from, no, a gratified yeah. from the, the live show. Yeah, getting strangers to react. Yeah. It's the jokes that I have crafted that I know will work and mm -hmm. make that audience, no matter who they are, laugh. that's yeah. more gratifying because it's like, I know I'm going to make you come. Like, I know this works. Like I, yeah. I, I'm not even worried about it. Like, it's just cool when you can do it to comedians. Yeah. Um, so I'd say that could be satisfying, but not yeah. grat gratifying. Sure. And I, yeah, I mean, no, I know the exactly major difference. Like a part of like the definition of like being gratified is that it's the positive result of work you put in. Mm. So like yeah. with, with both of those, it's, it's time, it's effort. It's putting, everything you have into like one moment, hoping that it pays off. And when it pays off, it, it feels like you weren't wasting your time. And so much in life is just wasting your time. So when you get a moment where that's not the case, it's an incredible feeling. For sure. It's, it's the, uh, you know, all those hours paying off of, of like, I've realized that since COVID and we're coming out of it, fingers crossed. Um, where you know i've been able to go to friends weddings and they've like i got a, a a note from a guy that i went to his wedding i was at his wedding party he wrote out all his groomsmen as well this little letter and he said like uh, like i'm sorry we haven't talked that much this year and it's it's realizing that like oh i've put so much time neglecting these relationships because i'm chasing the gratified goal at the end of a show that you made everyone in the crowd laugh that like i now had to like come back and realize like oh i have to kind of nurture these relationships while also trying to chase that gratification do you know what i mean is that making sense oh yeah it sure does and yeah. nurturing is hard it's hard <laughs> it's very hard like i read that letter and i like got teary-eyed because i was like fuck i've been like neglecting people because i've been chasing this dream but both have validity in my life, you know? Yeah. I think that's what makes it feel that way though, because it's like, honestly, like comedy fucks up your relationships. Like it just yep. does. Like it, it absolutely, nobody gets it unless they do it. And if I didn't do it, I wouldn't get it. If like my partner did it or so like a friend did a guy, like one friend who has like hung out with me in comedy since I started, like she gets it, but like, I don't think people really do. No. Um, so I think that makes it all the more important to, to do it good. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, 
otherwise, what have I like dismantled my whole life for? Yeah, yeah what, what have you sacrificed for? Yeah. You know, and that's the trouble. Like, I met Casey while doing stand up, like not at a show or anything, but I was in the midst of trying Thank to God. figure it out. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, like you're cute. not against you, but like that's just the worst. Yeah, the whole thing. Times um, yeah. there's been a couple times like after a show where I've seen like a comic start hitting on someone and I'm like, don't no, stop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you don't want this. We're so this broken. Will, this will wear off. <laughs> but like she did a great job of what I can only describe as putting up with this. Mm. It's like, you know, I was running snappy pun shows, helping run snappy pun shows in Fishtown. And that mm. was our Saturday dates every weekend. She would come down. We would, she would go to the shows. I wouldn't even be performing sometimes, but she just wanted to be around it and understood it to a certain extent. And again, uh, Casey is a saint. She's Jesus a saint. Christ. We love her. She's she sat through. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. She sat through so many snappy punch shows, which sometimes they were good, but sometimes they were quiet. Uh, <laughs> and, and, you know, like she put up with, and then since COVID where we're kind of stuck with each other, it made me realize like, Oh, like it, it goes, it gets better. Not the less I do stand up, but the more I can focus on building a relationship. And now I'm a marry her. Congratulations. Thank you. Say it again. <laughs> we haven't even had like a, no one gives me compliments anymore. They're just like, who, when's the baby coming? And I was like, that's not what we're talking about yet. Hey, I mean, look. <laughs> no, but I mean, well, that's important though. I mean, the thing is like the fact that she came to all the shows, like, I would imagine that would make her understand like, oh, okay. Like I under, like you might not, maybe not like to the extent of why you would want to put yourself through it, but she can understand like, oh, okay. I see like what this looks like. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, true. she's a musician too. So she does know how to oh, like, yeah, so, do yeah, that portion of it. But, but I think comedy is just slightly different where it's just slightly more neurotic. You know, it's like you can, you can have the best set in the world made everyone laugh and you don't feel that gratification until days later, because as soon as you walk off your set, you're like, is that good? Is that, yeah. is that okay? Cause we are so unsure of ourselves. <laughs> but <laughs> I least. feel like, again, that's what made the gratification. Like when you have that set, you know, is good mm. when you are like, I rarely feel like that. So like, even if I have a good quote unquote, good set, I'm just like, Ugh, like I, I'm like, I missed this. I forgot to say that, that this beat, that didn't do what I wanted to do. Like I'm mm -hmm. automatically going over every yeah. little thing. So like, but you know, when you have a set it like oh, everything yeah. You know, when you nail it, I've, I've felt it a couple of times. The one that sticks out was at Fergie's at an open mic, but it was still fun. It was like, I hit the stage and I used to do this bit where I'd pretend I'd be in like a hardcore band. Uh, and I felt my fingers go numb and I was just like, oh, everything's gone. Like I can just run this from the top and everyone's on my side. Uh, and that's all it took is like, I was holding the microphone and from my ring finger down, just what? went completely numb. So you just needed to be electrocuted and yeah. you're like, I, I am was on it. tonight. Let's go. Suffer a medical emergency. <laughs> Get myself together. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. Did you find that, out like what that was or was no, it? No, I think it was just adrenaline. <laughs> At least that's what I'm blaming it on. That's awesome. Yeah, I got, you know, I got a bunch of people to laugh that I didn't know. And that was like all it took. <laughs> Having feeling um, is gratifying, I think. Having yeah, feelings feeling, are good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I could only feel my pinky, I'd be super gratified. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, but Dan, what about you? Is there anything that you had in mind? Um, I mean, for me, the the big one I've, I've talked about on here before is, I guess like anytime somebody is like, I watched a cartoon you made and I liked it. Mm. I'm like, mm. oh yeah. my God. Yeah. Cause like so often I just, I don't really follow up with them. I just make them and then I put them out and then I just ignore them because I get so caught up in like one view, then two views and then three views. And if I just keep watching oh it, I'm watching God. every single one. So I just kind of send them off and like yeah. ignore them for a while. That's why so I like, don't have the anchor password. Cause I would look at how many yeah. people listen to this show. And I was like, I don't need that in my life. Yeah. <laughs> So like anytime I put something out and like, I, I think I probably top out at like 200 or 300 views on my, my highest and then a big dip from there. But like any, anytime I check a number and it's like over 50, I'm like, I don't know 50 people who I showed this to. So like somehow people saw this, like that's mm -hmm. really cool. Cause like, I'm very bad at the promotional side of things. So like, I know it wasn't me doing it but other people actually watched it. I'm like, this is incredible. That's, uh, that's I mean, similar to mine where I, I think gratified at, in itself has got to be like seeing the work that you put in pay off yeah. no matter what. Uh, Cause that's like every once in a while I'll check like who's listening to my music or, or something on like a geo map. Sometimes like Bandcamp oh, sites yeah, yeah, have yeah. that where they can see like who's been listening and where. And it's in sometimes it's in like states and cities that I don't live near or go near or played a show in. Like somehow along the way, there's a bunch of people that listen to Fight for Your Friends in Chicago. I have never been to Chicago. The farthest west I think I've gone is probably Virginia. Uh, wow. Yeah. Like I mean, e even with with this, I'll, I'll check the numbers on that stuff. And even before we had the uh, the Greg Gethard episode that was specifically sent to people in England. Mm -hmm. Like we had people listening from like mm -hmm. the UK and I'm like, I don't know how they found it. There's not a one-to-one -one connection to get from like either of us or anything we're specifically doing yeah. to other countries. And it just is, it's just it's going other places. Way. Yeah. It's found its way. And I, that is way more gratifying than, uh, than just like knowing that, Oh, someone's listening in like, Oh, it's probably my friend, Anna. She lives in Ireland. Like, yeah. it's like not specific. <laughs> and that's what like, wow, we must be doing something here. Yeah, it's uh, amazing what strangers can give your life. Oh, strangers are the best. Hey, strangers out there, tell your friends. <laughs> yeah, hit the subscribe button. <laughs> oh just, my God, Just Seriously. smash that subscribe button, Five guys. Five stars, just give a review. Yeah, they're great. I have so many friends who listen, but they just go find it every week. And it's like, no, just... Like, do it. That way, if you sure. miss an episode, I still get credit for it. So yes, please, for the love of God. Go subscribe. Auto download. Tell yeah. your friend. Listen at a coffee shop, but then when someone comes up to you and goes, please turn this off, you go, you have to subscribe first. Yeah, hold the whole coffee shop ransom. Yeah, that's what I want. I want that. I want the same way that, like, uh, record nerds at record shops to put on a, a, a rec like a record over the loudspeaker and it's some weird stuff. It's always the noisiest thing they have. Oh, it's so yeah. noisy. And they're like, what is this? And they're like, I won't tell you until you buy it. <laughs> oh, people do that? No, but that's how oh. I would run a record store. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> the, the weirdest thing about those situations is if I spend enough time in the store with it on, I'm just like, 
Maybe I do like this. Why, why am I shopping for the things I liked before I walked in? Dan, I've ever told you the story about going in. There is a, a record shop in Westwood, New Jersey. And I walked in and they were just listening to something. It was like, get the let out radio. But I guess it was connected to like a right wing political talk show where they would get the let out in between his like really yeah i mean i know thing. it's it's a syndicated it play Led probably, Zeppelin now thing but I, honestly i think what happened is like some local station would play alex jones after their like rock block or okay. something and so i'm sitting there i'm flipping through records and all of a sudden this guy is like can't believe that we finally uh beat uh the the hillary prison pipeline like we finally got her there we're gonna take her out and it was just like all this stuff that was very not Fleetwood Mac, which was what we were just listening to. <laughs> and then the record store guy, I don't think he saw that I was getting uncomfortable, but I was like, this is fucking weird. And he walked over and just turned off the radio. So even he wasn't on board with this. And we sat in silence. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. We were just like, probably I'm afraid if he changed it to something else, it might be like worse. Yeah, right. Yeah, who knows what Westwood, New Jersey's local stations are going to give you. Oh, my God. I mean, sometimes I'll be going to work and uh, my car is a little old. It's like 10, 11 years old now. And my uh, phone won't switch over to the radio. And the only way to get it back is to restart my car. And if I'm running late for work, I'll just find a radio station. And it's the only time I listen to radio. And I do have one that was pre-saved and I kept it because it is like... (laughs) It's like people coming out as conservative talk radio or like they're calling from their truck of their uh, like, no. Yeah. They're like, so does anyone know at your job that you are a conservative? It's like, no, sir. No one knows. No one knows that I'm, I'm a, I'm a red blooded American. It was like, it's okay, but it's okay to let go. You can tell them, you can be honest with your feelings. Like it is like, you have a bit about this? no, this is just a, this is something that I've experienced. That's very, it sounds like a sketch that like, <laughs> that yeah. doesn't really exist. I'll write it down. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's real. I, I remember That's sitting in a car funny. driving to work on the New Jersey turnpike being like, this man is coming out as conservative live on air to probably the 12 I know the beautiful people. Thing. Yeah, I, I, feel, I feel bad that that guy felt pressured that he couldn't express himself, but also yeah. Yeah, probably for the best. Not like Casey's neighbor who has a, impeach biden thing on his lawn and i'm like he he's not done that bad yet <laughs> like i yeah. don't put i don't put a pass in that he's not gonna fuck this up in a couple of years but you don't get to like get in early on the sign you know <laughs> yeah you just he had that ready oh yeah he had it pre-made before the election <laughs> yeah <laughs> like this is just a contingency plan i mean arguably all presidents are impeachable right? yeah Oh yeah, they're they're all war criminals. So that's yeah, that that's the thing that bothers me the most. Where like people are like, "Oh, I can't believe like, oh, you're probably such a big fan of him." I was like, "No, I want to see him like play out." But like, I'm not his fan. I'm not walking yeah. around with a Biden shirt on. You're the one with the flag in your front yard. Like, I didn't buy merch for this dude. You know, yeah. I just like he seems to be doing better than the last guy. That's as far as I can go with it because I don't want to cheer for a president. It's not a sports team. Yeah, no. yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't need to be. I don't need to be a fan. Yeah, you don't. No one should be. No one should be a fan of the president. Yeah, it's, it's making it like a novelty. Like, 
I, I like sports because they don't matter. I get invested <laughs> because it's just fun. Yeah. But then as soon as you take that to like something that actually affects people's lives in a real way, it's like, why, why am I doing that? I don't want this. It's not it's fun all, anymore. It's all crazy. Um, well, Dan, how are we doing on time? Should we roll into our guests? Yeah, let's do, uh, let's do what the people said. Honestly, I almost just used the fact that we ask these people, like ask people these questions, and they actually answer in like a real way. I almost used that as my gratifying thing that because is crazy. Oh, to me. feedback! That's, yeah, it's, it's incredible because like I, I, I doubt most of these people listen to the show regularly, but they all participate in the conversation yeah. that is generated from the show, and like that makes me feel really, really good. Um, by the way, uh, though, if you are listening make sure you tell your friends that when you we pitch these ideas, you could listen and maybe hear your question on air. <laughs> yeah, fo- follow me and George on, on Facebook and you'll see the questions go up it's, and you'll get to participate. It's weird that that's like, I know we were shitting on Facebook earlier in this episode, but it's like, we do get some of the best examples. And we post this on Instagram, no one gives a shit. Yeah, <laughs> but it, Facebook. Facebook is a tremendous tool for communication that scares me in such an existential way. <laughs> No. I don't know. I don't think Facebook is good for communication at all. Just I for think this. It, I think it like alters. For sure. I don't know. I, no, no, I, I only, get what you're saying. I only actively use it for messenger for a couple of group chats of people who were in different parts of the country and it was easier just to have a hub. And like, that's basically it now. And then. Well, what you I did. Cause you asked, yeah. That's different. Yeah. Cause then like all people really have to do is answer. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's not a lot of like people interact with each other and it's it's a beautiful thing when it happens, but like nobody's really like, no, that's not gratifying. Why would you how dare you yeah, say that? Yeah, there's no that? controversy <laughs> yeah. going on in the or is there? That would be Maybe. awesome if there was. I'm gonna just start oh. shitting it after that. Start shit. Uh do it. Yeah. <laughs> start shit. Oh, right. there's uh, right before we go into this, a TikTok okay, thing, but I get a lot of TikToks with dogs that know how to do tricks. And one of them is you train your dog to bark when you say talk shit. <laughs> ah! <laughs> it is great. Oh, that's you, awesome. you, you teach your dog to say talk shit. It goes, Ugh. talk shit. Yeah, and then you go, that. you want to fight? And then the dog goes like, ah. <laughs> uh, I need to get a dog now. Stupid dog tricks. I'll get a dog just for that. Yeah. <laughs> I, anyway. I need to te- teach a dog to be my kind of idiot. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> oh, that's it. That's all dogs are there for. Uh, Dan, I'm going to go off yours because I didn't uh, do the homework. Okay. Yeah, go for it. You want to go first? This person wrote, years ago, we had to do a comedy show benefit for a little girl that passed away over in New Jersey. And uh, this person, who we won't name just because we're not naming names, uh, and a couple other people performed at a benefit when it was over, uh, when it was over, this guy came to us and said, did you see that couple who were laughing in the front row? Um, turns out that that couple was the little girl's parents and it was the first time they had laughed and smiled since the sad incident happened. Oh, wow. So yeah. nice. That's beautiful. That is. Yeah, I, I teared up reading it and then I knew I wouldn't be able to read it on the show that's why i let you do it <laughs> i am uh i'm cried out because again i proposed to a woman i proposed through it can we do a sound effect with cheers <laughs> every time this happens um <laughs> but no. did you cry when you proposed a little bit a little yeah, she said no no stop <laughs> yeah because she thought i was fucking with her but uh 
the, the part that made me cry was she was like, why did you propose to me in this town? Because it's a, a town, but it's not the best area. It's not like the prettiest area. And I was like, well, it's because your family was from here. So I wanted to start our family where your family started. And that's yes. when I went, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'm cried out. I'm, I can say anything I want. Uh, Dan, what about you? Let's let's read a couple more. Um, I'm going to kind of trim this one down a little bit just because there's a lot of very specific details and it's a longer one. But there was a person who had to fly over to Belgium, the Azores and Spain to teach a class about taxes and like totally jet lagged, totally tired. They were replacing somebody who was just apparently beloved and only had like the highest praise. So going in with a lot of nerves, but confident in your abilities and said throughout the the day it was just a lot of people going wow you're actually giving us what we want you're very personable you're teaching us what we need to learn and the the part that i appreciated the most is she pointed out that like if she didn't know a question she would still help the person and like go find research and bring research back to answer the question the next day and they're like like, and like, all of a sudden people are like, oh, thank God, you're, you're so much better than the person who was here before. Cause like, they were just technical. They just gave us the information. And if we didn't get it too bad. And like, uh, she ended up being interviewed on arm on the armed forces network. And like, yeah, a whole, a whole lot of good came out of just like believing in your ability. That's awesome. And teaching, I would say like, Oh yeah. I haven't done it that much, but it, like when you like mentor or teach, like, I do think that's, gratifying and I just it's just such a to really care about people learning something is so like yeah that that was great yeah I I have a number of examples I could point to from my day job but I have a hard time maintaining the anonymity necessary Mm. to talk about it but yeah working on this but Dan is a hitman and yeah. KGB sleeper agent. No we names. Really talk about it. <laughs> His name is Dan Getzovich. Uh, Getzovich uh, is how it's pronounced. Um, yeah, we're, we, working we, with kids is just he kills fantastic. Kids. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm teaching them to kill. It's very rewarding. Yeah. <laughs> Teach a man to fish, they kill forever or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> brutalize those fish you over harvest those fish is what I, I mean, yeah honestly you are you are killing the fish when you're fishing so <laughs> the metaphor holds up <laughs> um all right what else you got uh i like this one it's a lot less heartfelt than the last couple but i think it's great um i like when randoms in video games take the time to message yeah. me that i won us the game feels good that is <laughs> like, that is a feeling i've never had yeah, I've, I've never always, been the reason a video game went well. i have always <laughs> been booted from the team <laughs> my limited experience with that um i i could not even imagine how one wins any game yeah like i mean I, I know you you lived with a gamer for for all those years and to be like as invested as I know he was to be as good as he is at video games. I'm like, I, I he's don't still, have it. I, I just, he still streams. I think he's doing, oh, I don't he? know, maybe not now. Yeah. He streams. Um, don't plug my roommate. Oh, what was he? Logar. The, I don't follow. Yeah. Logar the something. 
He does all that Great stuff. Great plug, guys. Yeah, I know. I, said, now, I don't know. Like, he, like, during the pandemic, it was like, he's yelling in one room at a computer. I yell. Yeah. It was funny. Before pandemic, actually, I would be like, why does he get so loud? And then, like, when I started doing Zoom shows, and like, he was like, he was like, I have to go to bed like you're screaming <laughs> and I'm like oh sorry sorry my bad I get it now no sorry <laughs> oh man uh Dan why don't we uh we do like Lo- what Logar the ogre yeah Logar the ogre Logar the ogre everyone get, get that, that tag no I used to play a long time ago like my ex-roommate from like when I was younger and stupid so roommate slash boyfriend and mm. like we, we would go on. I couldn't handle it. I couldn't handle all the, cur- like the kids cursing me out and stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, that I was just hard. like, this is crazy. Um, yeah, and yeah. I didn't know what I was doing. So I was just like, I don't know how people do this. I can play like Mario. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> my it. sister, my sister came up fairly recently and she's got a new job. So she's like, it was the first time she's had like real good money in her hand. Um, and she wanted to buy her boyfriend like a switch. Uh, and I was, she was asking me like, "Will you play video games?" Right? And I was like, "No, I do not play video games. I play video games from my past that they have remastered." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I have all these games of like newer games that have come out in the last couple of years that are supposed to be great. I have a copy of Call of Duty Modern Warfare that I have never opened because <laughs> it just does not interest me. However, they remastered Spyro the Dragon. <laughs> and I played the <laughs> shit out of that. They redid yeah. all the Crash Bandicoots, and I played the shit out of that. Yeah, if uh, anybody does a, a new rendering of Mega Man, I will play video games yeah. again. But, you know, uh, until then. You know I what I do like? I like huh. mobile strategy games, and I know that sounds... I you know I get a lot of ads for them. I think it's once I hit uh, ADHD TikTok, or ADD TikTok, they started sending me more ads for these <laughs> mobile strategy games. I got hooked because those all those like apps and shit that I do, a lot of them like they'll get if you download a game and you play it to like a certain level, they'll give you like oh, yeah, cash yeah. back. And that's how I got hooked like years ago. And then I learned like I still play this one. I was gonna delete it and I just still play it, but I'm not that good what's, at it. What's the what's the game? Lord's Mobile. Oh, I haven't seen ads for that in a long time, but I used to see that like I- every like commercial break in the games I, do I was playing bare minimum to stay in my guild and i don't talk to anybody unless like i fuck up yeah. and then i'm just like hey sorry and because i don't oh, really have time for it but yeah. all the apps i've done it since then and all the games are like that it's like the same now that i know kind of how to do it like you build a food and then you gotta usually there's like rocks and there's like a farming element there's a gathering element. There's a war element that I kind of stay the fuck out of because I'm not good at the war part, mm-hmm. but I can build a civilization pretty, yeah. pretty good at that. There was a game. I, when I'm I so was a bad kid, at those. Like Cause that. I'm so bad. Sorry, George. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, it's okay. I'm just, I'm agreeing. That's all. I'm in I'm, agreement. <laughs> I'm, I'm so bad at like that style of game because I'm just terrible at maintaining inventory. They're like, the fact that you have to like actually collect and manage and use and like I I get so lost on that part of it. I uh, I was playing one of my first like new video games, and I think that's another part of it too. Is that when I got my video game console, I got a couple like newer video games, and the last time that I had played it was Tony Hawk and Crash Bandicoot, and like those were the games that I was aware of mm. and could function on. And then they have these open worlds, and one of the first games I got was Fallout Four. <laughs> <laughs> 
which is the entire map of Massachusetts. You can run around Massachusetts as a state um, and go into every building in this like bombed out futuristic version of Massachusetts. Um, and in that you have to like gather stuff so you can build settlements and then you make trade routes to all these different settlements. So all of your other settlements around Massachusetts can thrive from like certain gardens. And I would develop like agricultural hubs and like supply hubs and, and they would all make different things. And that part fucking ruled. And then I realized I was only playing the game to create this empire across Massachusetts and not any of the story mode that I should have cared about. And then the game just, when he gets to only that chunk, it just goes, the game turns into, hey, this settlement needs your help and you have to run across the map and fight mm -hmm. a bunch of things. It's always bigger. Yep. And here's the thing is like, your instinct is never right. Cause they're all day, like, you just gotta go on Reddit and then you ask how you're supposed to do it. And somebody already yeah. figured it out. And then yeah. you just, you know. There's one way to play the game where apparently you can go through and it is the best possible outcome for the game. But oh, you yeah, have to yeah, do yeah. it. I'll be right yeah, back. That's too much. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to turn this into fucking... That's what my only reference, though, is because I got hooked on them. And now that I understand kind of how they work, I kind of know how to, like... And it got to the point where there was one app I was using that I forget what game it was, but... I like wasn't at first I was like, okay, I got this, but like, I wasn't making it to the level cause I'll put it on my calendar. And then I went into Reddit and they were like, yeah, this deal, like to get to this level in this amount of days is like a scam because you can't, you really can't do it. Like most of them you can, but I think like the app I used was cool with the other games. They just don't always research the reality of it. So I complained about it. Um, they didn't give me, they gave me like something. They didn't give me the full credit, which was annoying, but I was like, this is like apparently not a possible thing to do in this amount of time. Mm -hmm. This is what drives me crazy about those games. Similar, not like the battle strategy ones, but there are certain ones where they're puzzle games. So they have all these different puzzles and I get mm. a lot of ones for those. They purposely in the ads continually do the puzzles wrong. And oh I my god, that's so frustrating. Getting Wait, frustrated. What? So like the puzzle will be like, you need to pull oh, a certain little... lever. I got what you're saying. Yeah, like you'll need to pull a certain lever and that gold will come down. But then when you pull the other lever, lava will come down and roast the gold. So you can't get the gold. And then when you release your level, like you just burn into flames. But if you do it the different way, and like and the lava so goes first. Obvious. It's every so obvious. Time. <laughs> but they do it. And I realized that they do it in it's the ads. So you get frustrated and you go, fuck it. I'll download it. I'll do it. I'll do it right. Yeah. And I'll then show you have, this computer. And then I you can have do four it. apps on your phone. And you're like, I didn't want to do any of this. I was doing this out of spite. Like you know, the, the thing that bothers me, I don't mind having the games and trying games because I've actually found a couple that I really like out of it. It's the part where once you've downloaded a game, it still shows you the ad for that game. Yeah. Like, you, oh, already, weird. you already got me. Like, I, I used to have that when I was a kid where I would sit there and that, like I'd sit and watch TV for so long that we would be watching stuff and, uh, and it would like get to a point where I've seen a commercial so many times that it would get into my brain. Or like, if I buy this, it'll go away. Oh, oh. yeah. Like, if Whoa. I just if that's, I just buy that's your left, effect on the universe. Yeah. It's like if I just buy left Twix, 
I won't see any more left Twix commercials. <laughs> left Twix. Yeah, there was a whole ad campaign where you had left, uh, left and Twix right, Twix, right, right Twix. Yeah, and it was like two warring factories trying it to see who had the better. It is still Twix. happening. Is that still their that ad is campaign? Still the Twix ad Cause, campaign? Because yeah. I bought a lot of Twix, and also I don't think I watch that much TV anymore. Oh, I did. I was a big TV kid. Yeah. Why don't we do? Why don't we do one more or two more? If you have any more on there that. I always say if you're at, if you're on those strategy games and you see a person, sad boy Dan, that's me. Sad oh, boy sick. Dan. I guess I can't use that name on them. Okay. Sorry. I spell boy with a B-O-I. That's my How do you think I was going to do it? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, let's just do like uh, two more. I All know right, like um, two more pretty good. I'm going to, I'm going to throw another one out there and I'm, I'm going to use his name, Darren Martinez. He, he just put out uh, the second volume of his book, Moose Dumps, which is a Goosebumps parody book. And yeah. um, I'm just just to give him the plug. He deserves it. The books are really, really fun. But when he said, when I sold my first copy of Moose Dumps, was not expecting to, but actually shed a few tears. Oh. And I, that, I thought that was very sweet because it, yeah. is, it is a very silly endeavor. And to like still kind of have an emotional reaction to like people liking it is is cool like to especially to acknowledge it too because every part of it is silly well and if somebody pays money for your work yeah that is definitely gratifying yeah money is gratifying i guess we should have said that (laughs) it all just boils down to money um i think the last one we'll do there's a couple really heartfelt ones in here but uh, before before you do that one uh a heartfelt one of people spending money on a thing Every time I leave Helium and I walk past and I see the the Mike Brooks album, I'm mm. like, I'm like that that I that's I did that that's there yeah. because I did that and like that's mm. a great feeling. Yeah, I haven't uh, seen yet because I haven't been to Raven at all, but I I feel like I will have the same similar reaction to seeing Cotton's uh, mural that they painted on the side of the stage. Of oh, maybe yeah. not like not gratified that I did that, but gratified that he allowed me to be part of it you know yeah uh and i just i've been meaning to go up there just to kind of see the mural but uh again i don't live there anymore so sorry all right close us out give us one more this one i'm surprised you didn't bring up uh it's less emotional because i don't want to cry but uh this one person put uh definitely geared towards you dan uh the way everyone was involved in movie flash mob during the pandemic that was saving grace for me yeah, Aww. me also. That really having something to look forward to during uh, that whole thing was important. <laughs> and we beat it, so now we have nothing to look forward to. Uh, yeah, now I don't watch any movies at all anymore. No, don't <laughs> I'm only need up to. to 212 this year. We beat no all, more movies. The whole Greek alphabet of coronavirus variants, and we're we're doing it. We're we're back in action. We're gonna lick yeah. doorknobs just like we used to um just like the good old days good old days let's reminisce just thought bubble going over your head of a doorknob being licked we can't we can't afford that graphics budget Dan. well no we did it it's audio only so of course we did it already it's already happening that's great we did great and you know let's do great reggie fogletta thank you so much for doing the show this was awesome it was great to talk to you thanks for having me Feelings is a Wasted Robot production. Editing done by Dan Getz. Music by George Bruderman. 
You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at FeelFeelingsPod and even leave us a voice message at anchor.fm backslash feelfeelings. If you're ever feeling any heavy emotions and feel like there's nowhere to turn to, please don't hesitate to reach out to us or to any of the resources in the show notes. Thanks for listening. This has been a presentation of the Wasted Robot Network. For more information on this and other podcasts, visit us on Facebook and Instagram at Wasted Robot Records. We're such a professional show.